my body is ready. All of this just works. It just works. Who's laughing now? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 108, the mergers and acquisitions episode of the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt, and today I am joined by Josh, Paul, and Mike. But guys, let's get right into things. Instead of asking you for your peak of the week, this time... I want to ask everyone what their peak of the week. That's P-I-Q-U-E of the week. You tricked us. You tricked us. I tricked you. You get the show notes. Has been so, Josh, what was the most interesting thing you encountered this week? We're giving it to the uh, World of Warcraft WoW Green Fire quest. Oh. I finally did it. I have been maining a warlock through like half of Dragonflight. And I just love the green fire. And I just found out they put it back in the game uh, and it's accessible. So you can get the green fire. You just have to have the tomb. Uh, so I got the tomb, paid like 40K for it, did the quest. And now I got green fire. And it's pretty fucking interesting. I got to say, I, it's a bucket list wow item that I did. That's part of Missa Pandaria. Is that yep. right? Yeah. Okay. So the only thing they removed is the title. Uh, you can't get the title anymore. So I can't remember it off the top of my head what it is, but. Hey, I don't give a shit about that because I got the green fire and that shit is cool. Is it a glyph? How, can you turn it off? I don't remember how it works. You have to go to Black Temple and talk to the dude. He'll cleanse you of the uh, fell fire that you're oh, using okay. as the like lore reason. That shit is cool, though. I remember, so Paul and I, our buddy Spencer, who we always reference on the show, he mains warlocks in WoW, Necros, and Diablo, that kind of shit. And... He was all about the green fire back in the day. So that's the only reason I knew that it was a Miss of Pandaria thing, just because I distinctly remember it from that time. But Mike, what was the most interesting thing you encountered this week? Well, I could sit here and say that the most interesting thing that I encountered was seven days have passed, which means we're a week closer to Starfield. But yeah, I won't. Instead, I'll say that uh, I read in the news today that Sneak attacks are coming to Starfield, which means stealth archer builds are coming to st Starfield. So get ready. When you first started saying that and you said I read in the news and you said sneak attacks are coming back, I thought you were going to say like, like they're on the rise, like sneak attacks are happening <laughs> yeah. in the public. Better be right careful now. in a city near you. Sneak yeah. attacks are on the rise. Yeah. We go now to, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so when you, when you say that, do you mean like one of those things where you stealth behind someone you press a button and you like stealth kill them or something uh no uh you can stealth a ranged attack like you could in skyrim which was super busted because it adds like a two to five times multiplier to your attack oh shit okay yeah you know where the stealth archer thing met that's a i'm not no. yeah. oh it's a it's a big meta all for roads these, yeah. lead to stealth archer <laughs> well remember i came to skyrim like more than a decade after it came out and for I sure. knew, knew like nothing going in other than everyone's played this game. The issue with stealth archer is that it's just super efficient to crouch, be stealth and shoot a arrow like 50 meters and kill someone instantly because Jesus. it doesn't even, it doesn't even like automatically detect you uh, if it goes off. 
because the AI doesn't work. So imagine that, but now with uh, guns. Sounds interesting. I'm curious how stealth killing with guns works, but uh, we'll have to find out. Uh, you've played Far Cry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Paul, what's the most interesting thing you encountered this week? Well, great question, Matt. I just want to say ahead of time, uh, just for a P-E-A-K A-K sneak in, uh, I did tease last week on the pod that uh, I was hoping to get Rachel a job in my company, and I did successfully. I mean, it wasn't me. She did it. So um, we're now a, now a two-income household, baby. Oh, yeah. Congrats. So, yeah, on the up and up. And also had some good, like, uh, personal, like, uh, you know, uh, career progression uh, news this week. So overall, great stuff. Uh, killing it over here. So Hell I just wanted yeah. to shout that out if anyone was following the saga of the one week ago. But... Um, the most interesting thing I saw this week, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff happened this week, but the most interesting thing I want to shout out is this website that I, I showed you, Matt. Yes. Called Wibby. Um, it's like a search engine that's um, trying to be like pre-Google, uh, you know, not do what Google does. So it's called wiby.me, wibby.me. Um, and it it's, uh, basically looks like a Google page. Uh, you can search for stuff, although I will say any of the searches I found um, were usually not pre-2007. Um, or sorry, post 2007, they were all pre 2007. So I don't know if that's like a, pur a purposeful filter, but there's a surprise me button like Google's get, you know, um, what is it? Uh, I'm feeling lucky, but <laughs> getting lucky, getting lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with it. Um, uh, not when you're a Google user. Um, but anyway, uh, they have a, like a surprise me button and it takes you to a random website. Most of these are like weird shit from the nineties. You know, those like old web pages with random in like images, Napo the history of Napoleon with over 400 like articles, all like <laughs> handwritten by fucking someone like hand typed. Um, and like weird people's like repositories of MIDI music that they composed. I, I but I will say the, so check that out already, but I just want to say the best website I've found so far was the former Sam Neill uh, official fan page. Um, it was a fan page for Sam Neill. They said it was the official one, but as of uh, 2005, Sam Neill had said no more. This is I'm I, like I'm not going to associate this as my official page anymore. I guess he denounced the page. Wow. And I don't I don't know. They just said it's no longer the official one. Um, and they're like, he doesn't have an email, so we can't forward anything to Sam Neill for you. And and uh, they have a little disclaimer at the top, as a lot of these websites do, that says like last updated in 2005. So really, really <laughs> great to enjoy that uh, piece of American history. Um, well, I don't know why it's American history. It could be, it could be. I mean, he, Australian. He's Australian, so yeah. it could be, could be anything really. Um, but piece of uh, world history, and uh, yeah, if you're feeling like going back in time, way back machines fun. But the surprise me button on Wibby.me, a lot of fun too. Paul, you're so American centric with everything. It's, I know. It's well, it's because I'm disgraceful. I turn it on when I <laughs> when I talk to you guys. So that reminds me of the fact that the Space Jam website forever had not changed. Like it was the same as the original website. It still exists, but it's not SpaceJam.com anymore because that was promotions for the new movie, which fucking sucks that they yeah. did that. But it still exists, but you have to go to like spacejam.com slash 1996 slash I don't other shit. Wait, can I say one last thing? I guess. Neopets is also on the rise again. Uh, the company oh. that owns uh, basically last year, I think the company that bought Neopets years ago and like kind of did nothing with it. Um, they went out of business and then someone at the parent company like convinced them to keep Neopets alive as, with him running it. And now they're actually, they're going to redo, they're going to use like Ruffle and get like a lot of all the Flash games working again later this week. 
Wow. Um, and then they're going to make a mobile game, but it's not going to be the Neopets, like raise a pet. You're going to be a pet or something. But, but the point is they're working on new stuff for Neopets and the first time for like 13 years. So kind of cool for, again, old internet fans. The handing down of who has owned Neopets over like the last 15 years is fucking fascinating. There's Wild. a YouTube video about it. So check that out. So the most interesting thing that happened to me this week or that I encountered was a new history YouTuber. You know how like they say like when you get to be like 40 or 50 as a guy, you choose between like World War II or like airplanes or whatever as your hobbies. Well, I've, I mean, I've always liked history, but I feel like I'm, in, I'm entering that period of time here. I know, Josh, I know you like history a lot too, but I found this new history YouTuber that I really enjoy. So I've been watching a bunch of, he does a lot of reaction videos because that's just kind of what the people like. But he also does, he has a history gaming channel where he plays strategy war games and stuff like that. And then he also has another channel where he's actually visiting historic sites and talking about them. But on the channel that I have mostly been watching, which are a lot of reaction videos, he'll do tier lists and react to other people's tier lists and then talk about the things that the points that he agrees with them on or disagrees with them. It's really interesting. And he's like the nicest, most like genuine down to earth guy. He like deletes disrespectful comments and, and, and he's like, I won't hesitate to ban someone who's not being nice to someone else in the comments. Like it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's just like a, a nice little, uh, nice little bubble of the internet. So sorry, you're saying he's a fascist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to show me your trends. In show me your trends, I give our panelists the beginning of a Google, not Wimby, search phrase, and they have to tell me how the top result ends by picking from three options. One is right, two are wrong. Searches are made in incognito mode to get the purest answers possible. We're going to play three quick rounds. All right, round one. Why does Phil Spencer blank? Why does Phil Spencer have a family? Why does Phil Spencer reply to emails? Or why does Phil Spencer hate Xbox? So the reply to emails thing, I imagine, is similar to the Gabe Newell thing where maybe he like, just chronically responds to every single email. Phil's a big responder. He, um, if you catch him playing Xbox, which he does all the time, you can DM him like on on like Xbox Live, and he'll just answer a lot of the time. People like talk all the time about just like inviting him to a party, and he'll play Overwatch or a game with them. So he's a big like part of that for sure. Yeah, why does he have a family? Uh, come on, Phil, get your fucking <laughs> yeah. priorities straight. No, I mean I feel like hate Xbox is just. For some reason, people are Googling that. I don't know why, but I'm going with it. This is so fucking... These are the stupidest answers. And like, I'm sorry in, in, in advance, Matt, if you wrote some of these. I did not write any of these. I didn't think so because they're so... <laughs> they're just so outlandish, like stuff people would Google. I guess I'm also going to go with Hate Xbox just because like, why does he respond to fan mail? Because like, what do you mean? Why? Like engagements, <laughs> you know, a, a good profile, whatever. Um, and why does he have a family? You know, stupid as fuck. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with why does he hate Xbox? Cause I think an angry fan, if he does something they don't like, he'll be like, why does he hate Xbox? Why is he, he's doing it from the inside and ruining it. Yeah. I agree with the other two. The answer is why does Phil Spencer hate Xbox? Why does he fucking hate my console? Why do you think he does? I don't know. 
it's definitely some sort of self-sabotage sort of mm. thing. Oh, yeah. I was thinking maybe like his little brother like got shocked on an Xbox or something when oh. it first came out and he died. Yeah. Yeah. The long con. So he's so been actually, long con. He doesn't actually for... have a family anymore because of that. Well, I mean, he has his own family. Like Round two. Why does <laughs> Nintendo blank? Why does Nintendo sue everyone? <laughs> why does Nintendo why. use cartridges? Or why does Nintendo hate their fans? Oh my God, hate their fans. I'm why do they play hate the their fans? Yeah, it's got to be hate their fans. The answer is, why does Nintendo hate their fans? <laughs> the other ones have great obvious answers, but like, I don't know why Nintendo hates their fans so much, but they do. Yeah. Do you think it was because their little brother got shocked by a console back in the day? I think it was, yeah. I think they blew on the cartridge and it blew back. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's a new feature of the Switch, too. Is that a feature? Yeah. All right, round three. round three. Why is Nathan Drake blank? I wanted to do why is Jim Ryan, but nothing comes up for yeah. that. So. <laughs> the boring white dude monthly is, is uh, comes up on your Google search. Yeah. Why is Nathan Drake so lucky? Why is Nathan Drake so hot? Or why is Nathan Drake in prison? Right. Why is Nathan Drake in prison? I don't know that either. Yeah. Is he what? currently mad or is that um, an old spoiler? It's in Uncharted 4. Oh, Matt doesn't want to say that he's dead. Now. I'm pretty sure every Uncharted spoiler is an old spoiler. So, Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> I'm going to go with in prison. I mean, Tom Holland's hot, so I get why people would ask why Nathan Drake is hot. <laughs> mm, mm. Honestly, Holland. Famously, yeah. the, best, the best Nathan Drake. Well, I mean, they, if they make another one, we'll see, but... <laughs> maybe that guy from castle would be good yeah <laughs> yeah i agree yeah but that uh that being said i don't know i'm gonna go with hot since i stuck to my guns on this what did you say josh oh uh i just said uh fuck oh my god in prison okay mike which which did you get? i said in prison all right the answer is why is nathan drake so hot three for three baby understandable I don't know because he's fit and toned and and he's fucking he's just this beautiful little man boy who's so jacked and it's like <laughs> we love you we love you Tom there we go uh, do you like my through line though last week the round three was about Spider Man holy shit that's yeah. fucking crazy they should how make... many episodes does that go back I don't know you have to question. listen to them and see. My real question, though, is like, why haven't they made a movie based on that game yet? Spider-Man. <laughs> That's that'd be great fucking question. crazy, dude. That's great. Marvel's Spider-Man PS4, the movie. <laughs> I think it has a certain <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the big question. After the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission's appeal... Won't let me be. ...appeal to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard was denied last week, Microsoft was officially free to go full steam ahead. The only remaining hurdle is the United Kingdom's CMA, I don't know which one that stands for off the top of my head, who blocked the deal for their region, but most believe that the decision will eventually be reversed or Microsoft will simply pull xCloud out of the UK to appease the regulators. Now, on Monday, Microsoft also publicly stated that they reached an agreement with PlayStation, Jim Ryan, 
to keep Call of Duty on Sony platforms for at least the next 10 years. Overall, it looks like the acquisition will finally be going through. So guys, here's the question. And Paul, I'm going to go to you first, because we've been talking about this since replay. I'm sure we've talked about all this stuff quite a bit. What are the things that we want most out of this acquisition? What do you want to see most after this all finalizes, it's, it takes place, Activision Blizzard is officially part of Microsoft. What, Paul, do you want to see from it? What do you want out of it? Uh, you went to, I don't, you might have picked a bad first person, not because I don't have anything to say, but I just don't know if I have anything overly excited to say. I feel like the drawing, well, I've gone through a lot of different phases with this. I mean, uh, I think when this was first announced, my first thought was, I mean, it was it was the lowest of the low for Blizzard. I mean, they were still going through all of their PR nightmares. Um, they were st still <clears throat> dealing with turnover in the CEO role. I mean, I think that the, the, the double CEO uh, had just dropped through the, through the glass ceiling. And so I think there was, or the, sorry, the glass cliff. Uh, and so there was a lot going on there. And so, I mean, at the time I thought this is cool. Um, I, my, my first thought wasn't antitrust or like, this is too big, or this is like an unfair, um, way to do things over time. I think because of all the issues that were brought up, I did consider that. Um, but my biggest worry at this point is, is more so studio management. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we can just talk about it, but I mean, Microsoft is very hands-off with their studios, or at least that's the vibe we get. And that's what we hear a lot from inside reporting. I can't like say for a fact, but that. That to me is super worrisome. Um, I think Activision Blizzard King is like a company that is very good at producing games. Like they they put games out. There's always a new Call of Duty. There's I mean there's always a new WoW expansion every two years. I mean this is not something that just like a company that sits on their hands. They make maybe not the most like creative brand new idea games, but they do make games. And so I mean that's something that'll be nice for Microsoft to have in their wheelhouse. But I do I do wonder. I do wonder if we're going to get anything special out of this. I think a lot of people are hoping that Microsoft is going to kind of step in and write the ship, but I don't think that's, that's not the role that Microsoft lends. I don't think to a lot of these companies, they buy up companies um, I, I, and then nothing happens. My, my only thought process here is that we're going to see higher quality control, which again, I'm not, wasn't really a worry of mine with Activision Blizzard um, as a wow player. I mean, I got a funny look from Mike, but I mean, it's true. I mean, as a WoW player, yeah, shit was going downhill and we definitely saw like a turnaround with Dragonflight and maybe we'll see more. But I mean, at the end of the day, WoW expansions are WoW expansions. I think at the end of the day, it's it's not it's not the biggest game in the world and it's certainly pretty niche. Uh, and I think even a bad WoW expansion is going to sell pretty well and it's not going to tank the game necessarily. I mean, you know, even if they had three bad expansions in a row, idiots like me will come back and play for nostalgia and like level and at least try the expansion and do casual shit. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely something there. Um, in terms of call of duty, there was, that was huge hit or miss for sure. Um, but also again, I'm not sure, but I will say what I will say is Microsoft might have a good hand in quality control. We look at like what's happening with Starfield. That game got delayed multiple times. And there was a lot of reports about Phil Spencer going in, seeing the footage. And then after that happened, we got delays. So, I mean, that's possible. We've heard reports. This is the least buggy Bethesda release ever, or at least, you know, in modern history, which is a, I'll believe it when I see it, but like also be sure, probably why not? Um, I, I, I can imagine as one less bug than Skyrim, uh, to be able to hit that list or whatever. So 
but I think that the Microsoft influence is there. I think there's a certain level of polish. Um, I think that's why we're maybe not seeing this perfect dark game or maybe not seeing some of these other games that went into development hell. Maybe because these are games that might have gotten some kind of Lord of the Rings Gollum like treatment where the game got released and it sucked. Redfall. Well, that's a really good point. Well, fuck me. My argument might be broken. Um, Redfall <laughs> did come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say Redfalls though is interesting because it was it was a game that was already much further along in development by the time um, that Microsoft had purchased them. So I do wonder if that was like a fuck it were sunk cost like let's just get this shit out the door. You know they did do a lot of retooling too. So I wonder if that was one of the ones where like okay we're gonna retool we're gonna try to clean it up and then they were like fuck it there's we can't do anything it's just not it's just fundamentally bad. Yeah I know I know there were devs at Arcane that hoped that the acquisition would lead to them canceling Redfall yeah. but but they didn't. But because yeah. Redfall was just fundamentally broken. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean yeah that doesn't always hold true so that's a good point. But yeah I, I don't know I don't want to be a bummer and I'll, I'll I'll switch it off here soon but uh yeah I just I don't know if there's going to be a lot of big changes. I think we're going to see a lot of similar stuff. My I guess my main personal like guilty pleasures is that it's going to be on a lot of stuff is going to move to game pass fuck it i might feel like a a real idiot fomo wise because i might have gotten free diablo 4 maybe that's going to be on game pass highly possible i think all previous diablo releases will be on game pass and console game pass i think it's possible that we see some version of world of warcraft on game pass not immediately but i wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe do some kind of free to play with a subscription thing for game pass folks i don't know i don't know yet i think there's something to be said there though um so i think keep your eye on that space um and then yeah of course all i think call of duty is going to be like a, a free game pass thing which is for me awesome i was just going to say that's huge for you and i'll finally be able to play call of duty with you exactly because i i just don't like uh, I just don't like shooters enough that I'm going to buy, like go out and pay, you know, 80 bucks, 90 bucks for a shooter that I'm going to play online for like a few weeks and then maybe pick up again, like a few months later for a week. And it's just not enough for me, but I will absolutely play that shit on game pass all the time. Like if it's just available to me for free, fuck it, I'll play it. So yeah, so that's going to be really, really cool. So I think ultimately just getting the releases on Game Pass is huge for me as someone who like stockpiled three years of Game Pass recently for like a good deal. Um, I need more shit on there to like really sell it to me. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, I think in terms of the actual releases, I'm I'm skeptical if we're really going to see anything change about how the games are made or how or or the or the direction really. Um, maybe, but it's just so beyond me, I think, to really even imagine how they would change what are kind of like money printing machines at this point. Despite you beginning this saying that you didn't really have anything to say, I think you ended up saying a lot. Well, actually, I did say I, I don't I don't not have anything to say. I just don't have anything great to say. <laughs> not really positive. Well, I thought you said I thought you put a lot of stuff really well. Like main thing, Activision Blizzard has changed a lot since this whole saga started. And I kind of wonder if the price remains the same. I don't know how that is locked in like. I assume in some way it was, but I'm not sure because they did make the move at the absolute lowest point of Activision Blizzard. Since then, we've had Diablo 4, which has been overall a success. Dragonflight, which has overall been a success. And there are some other wins, but we've also had some losses with Overwatch 2. But I would say overall, the trajectory for Activision Blizzard, largely because there was only one way to go, which was up, it has been going up. I mean, Modern Warfare 2 has been a success. 
obviously it's Call of Duty, but it, it has been very successful. Warzone 2.0, I think, has been a success. I don't know if it's as big as the original Warzone, but Activision Blizzard has been on an upward trajectory. So if Microsoft was able to lock in that original cost, I think that's a big win for them in this regard. Not that it would really even probably matter if it was another $10 billion or whatever anyway. I just want to see Call of Duty on Game Pass. That's my biggest thing. And we just mentioned it, but I'll finally be able to play with Paul because he doesn't want to buy Call of Duty every year. And I don't want to have to decide whether or not I buy it every year. I didn't buy Cold War. I didn't buy Vanguard. I just bought Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 as of late. I don't want to have to make that decision. When it's on Game Pass, I won't have to. I do hope for more support for Blizzard games. I do for Mike. For his sake, I hope for new development on Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I'm not super optimistic about it, but I do hope for it. Now, I will say, I doubt that any of that happens. Aside from Game Pass having Call of Duty, I, I doubt that the other things happen. Xbox has shown that they're extremely hands-off with the studios under their umbrella. So I think Activision Blizzard is going to work the same they always would have. I do think Game Pass is going to have bonuses for World of Warcraft. WoW players for the entire history of the game, are a different breed. It's just there are so many people where they just play WoW. Like, that is their video game. So how do you entice those people a little bit? You make them get Game Pass, even though they don't really need it, by doing bonuses through Game Pass for World of Warcraft. I don't know if WoW is going to be free through, uh, through Game Pass. ESO isn't. So I don't, I don't know if it's going to work like that. Uh, but I do think there's going to be bonuses through Game Pass Ultimate. Josh and I, right before the, the show, were talking about how it's very clear that they're trying to push people to Game Pass Ultimate. Xbox Live Gold has now become core, Game Pass Core, and Core includes online multiplayer. Regular Game Pass does not, so you would need to bundle Core Game Pass and Console Game Pass or PC Game Pass to have what? online multiplayer. Online multiplayer is included in all the versions of Game Pass. I don't think it is. I think you needed Xbox Live Gold and one of the Game Passes. No, now, game, no, no. It is part of Game Pass Ultimate. It is part mm, of Game Pass Ultimate. I'll check into that. I just looked at an infographic that, that didn't include the tick mark for multi online multiplayer for the other Game Passes. That's wild, if so. So you might be right, because this, this was not from Microsoft. This was someone trying to make it clear what everything meant on Twitter. So you could be right. On the first page of Xbox Game Pass, you scroll down, it says Xbox Live Gold included. Okay. Well, but uh, gold isn't going to exist anymore, though. So that's what I... But they're just going to, yeah, they're going to include the core features also. It's like anything below a certain level is But included. if it's the same price, why would... Because core will be So $10 core doesn't include the Game Pass games. It just includes online play and some games. I think it's a handful of about 20, games. 24 games. But why would you get core if it's the same price as console Game Pass? I don't believe it's the same. Is it the same price? I think so. I don't think it is. How I much is console gold. Game it's Pass? It's the same price as what gold is. $10. Was. Okay, core is going to be $10. Oh, well, maybe it works on PC and uh, console both. Maybe that's the sell. So it's like the cheaper version of Ultimate. Maybe. Regardless. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just like... Either I, way, it's... They're just trying to reduce confusion. They want it didn't people work. going to Game Pass Ultimate, which right now is, I think, 16 or 17 US yeah. dollar a month. But it's it's probably going to go up to 20 at some point. And I assume at some point, everything is just going to be a Game Pass Ultimate. 
it, they just want, they're just going to have everything in one package. But anyway, all that to say, I'm not very hopeful that this acquisition does much for Activision Blizzard other than maybe give them a little bit more support staffing wise in some areas like that new Blizzard survival game. I don't know. It's when you're, when you have Microsoft's money, you can basically do anything after Redfall. Maybe that did teach them a lesson to wait a little bit more. You know, they had already delayed Starfield, but maybe Redfall did teach another lesson and maybe we won't see something like Warcraft three reforged from Activision Blizzard again, because Microsoft in the future would maybe block such a release until it's fixed. I don't know. So I'm hopeful for that, but most of all, having Blizzard games on Game Pass, Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass will be the biggest win of the entire thing. Josh, let's go to you. What do you want most out of this? I'm going to keep it real simple because y'all have pretty much summed everything up for me. I mean, yeah, I want COD on Game Pass. I don't want to have to buy this shit every time. If you have to make extra money by like selling me battle passes or whatever, sure, go for it. I don't care. Uh, I just want COD because, I mean, even the bad Call of Duties like Vanguard that I never bought, I'd still download from Game Pass just to play and like give it a shot. But just because I knew I wasn't interested, yeah, I am just not going to spend the money on that. The only one I bought, similarly, I, I did buy Cold War, but I also bought you know, Modern Warfare 2. But there, there have been some breaks in between there as well, and I think that'll alleviate a lot of this and... I think eventually you're going to make more money off that, but it, who knows? We'll see how they decide to monetize it. It makes me wonder how they're going to bring them under their wing because Activision is just so goddamn big. Like, this is such a huge acquisition. I, I'd i say just kind of mainly, I hope they just kind of give Blizzard a little time to marinate on their games. I, just let them be creative, come up with they can, come up with what they can and, and work. Because, I mean, Overwatch 2 is a clear case of them just having to get it the hell out and then them just giving up and not having some clear collective vision on something. Uh, and I think maybe a little more hands-off attitude could have been good there. Maybe let them, you know, work through, figure out their problems. Maybe Microsoft having that hands-off approach would be a little better. I just, I, I really am, I don't have a lot to say because I don't know where it's going to go. Like, I, I was positive initially, but after Redfall, like, kind of taking a shit i admit my positivity and hype has kind of waned a little bit i i just don't really know if microsoft is going to be able to get get their best foot forward on this i hope they do i i think it'll help them become a better player in the game and i think overall it'll be a positive for activision blizzard i just don't know in what form that'll take i don't think it'll be some giant immediate thing we see like with bethesda where everything was just everything's bethesda xbox now here it is it's all on game pass I feel like that transition is going to be a lot, lot slower with Activision than it ever was with all these other companies just because it's so big. But I hope it makes sense and I hope it's reasonable. I hope it doesn't take away Microsoft from their general plan of Game Pass, their subscriptions. I hope it doesn't <laughs> increase their need to increase their subscription services even more because they're going to have such high value games potentially on Game Pass, those being COD. I, it just makes me wonder. I have my doubts if COD is ever going to come to Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's definitely a, a concern, especially like we don't know the other particulars in that deal with PlayStation. Maybe that's one of them. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, because if you have an Xbox and you have a PlayStation, you get it free on Game Pass. 
like PlayStation's fucked in that case. Yeah. I like I mean, why would you not get it on Xbox at this point? Everything that is gonna be exclusive is gonna be on Xbox anyways. I think a lot of people don't pay attention to that stuff though. I think there's a lot of like casual gamers who play FIFA and COD and that's it, and they buy a PlayStation and then they that which is there's like a big people, a group of people who just buy a PlayStation and they buy COD every year and that's all they buy, and they're just gonna keep buying Playstations, I think. You know, Josh, and, and I think about I think where you're coming from, Josh, is that they can they're still gonna sell 30 million units of Call of Duty, whether it's on Game Pass or not. But at the same time, it feels like the end game for Phil Spencer isn't Xbox, it's Game Pass. That really feels like where things are going. So at the end of the day, if that if putting COD on Game Pass means losing out on the sales of, of actual units for Xbox, they're still going to sell units for PlayStation, then maybe it's worth it just to keep getting people on Game Pass. It feel, it, this is more of like a crazy out there thing, but it more feels like an attempt or their first like attempt to weasel in and maybe somehow get a Game Pass on like a PlayStation or a Nintendo. Yes, I was just going to say that because that still means that the deal is, it still counts as the deal because COD would still be on PlayStation. It, it just makes me wonder what their end goal is with this thing. And I feel like they're going to try some cheeky shit because if Game Pass is their ultimate goal, I mean... You've got a lot of leverage there. I mean, Game Pass isn't as crazy as it once was, but it's still a solid service. And to get that on something other than Xbox would be a big move. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, if COD is on Game Pass and Game Pass is on PlayStation, then Call of Duty is on PlayStation. So that could be an interesting way to get around that. I, I would be curious what the language is in their agreement, which as of right now, I think is still technically just a handshake agreement. I don't think it, there's any signed or maybe there's like a letter of intent that was signed or something, but I don't think it's official until everything is officially through. But that is that is interesting. But Mike, let's go to you. What do you want? Aside from Heroes of the Storm, <laughs> what do you want out of this acquisition? Um, I don't even care about Heroes of the Storm, if I'm being honest. I think... <laughs> Right now, the subreddit has been going nuts with huffing the hopium, but like, oh, yeah. it's not it's not happening. I don't care that they're like vocal. They can be vocal, but it's just not going to happen. And that's fine. It doesn't really matter. I kind of want to just go back to the Call of Duty discussion really quick. Yeah. One of the things that you guys like are kind of glossing over is the fact that Call of Duty is now Microsoft's biggest bargaining chip with Sony. And they can squeeze Jim Ryan for as much as they want to keep it off Game Pass. Sony has openly like paid money to keep games off Game Pass. So why not pay Microsoft to keep it off Game Pass? Like at this point, because well, honestly, but I mean, Microsoft doesn't need the money, right? So, I mean, they must want something else. No, but they yeah, it's called holding one over on Jim Ryan. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally the just out of Jim Ryan. It, it, it's it's you are you have a stranglehold now like as much as it's not a monopoly because it's not it's not really like ea could make a, a battlefield that's competent they could do that and, and it's not really a monopoly on shooters but unfortunately they haven't done that playstation could make go forward and try to make a competent shooter that could compete and by the way, they are. They will be doing, over the next decade, that will be one of their biggest priorities. <laughs> will it be competent? We'll see. Because <laughs> uh, Killzone. Um, but because Call of Duty is now there, they have so much bargaining power over everything with Jim Ryan at the moment. 
any anything for Microsoft, at least if I was, you know, in Phil Spencer's shoes, I'd be basically pushing as much as I can to get out of Sony and even even vice versa. Like they can push be like, hey, Sony, don't make that exclusive because we're not making Call of Duty exclusive like they can do whatever they want in terms of like adding writers to this agreement because they can like they they have the biggest bat they can now decide what they want to do with it and putting it on game pass right away especially right away is just like kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you have essentially this wide arrangement of opportunities in front of you and you're just like now we're just gonna we're just gonna take our bat home rather than swing for kneecaps um so i I don't see Call of Duty going to Game Pass until there's an actual Call of Duty competitor. Like until Call of Duty, and I think I said this like months ago, like dozens of episodes ago. Phil Spencer right now owns the biggest game on PlayStation and the second biggest game on PlayStation. So I, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just swing that around. Like, hey, biggest game on PlayStation is a Microsoft game now. So you brought up one interesting thing, and Paul, I know you have something to say. Real quick, I want to get this point out before I forget. I do think it's possible that Call of Duty is both on Game Pass and not on Game Pass. And what I mean by that is campaign is on Game Pass, Halo Infinite sort of thing here, but the the opposite, but the multiplayer is to be purchased. I think that Yeah, but I don't think anyone cares about the campaign, so who cares? Or, Or then maybe it's the other way around. Well, see, that's yeah. what I was going to say, though. I think they have a, a I wouldn't necessarily say it's legal commitment, but I mean, there is a precedent here where they are heavy about saying every Xbox game studio game is day one on Game Pass. And they've been saying that for an extremely long time and it's in their marketing right now. And I don't think it's mm-hmm. something they want to get rid of. Um, So I think so I was going to say, how do you think they're going to reckon with that? But I think Matt actually nailed it. I think there's a possibility that they could take whatever the least popular thing is or do some kind of thing like that and tie in the game without giving away the entire game to put it on game pass. Cause that's a huge change to how they position game pass where they go, here's our giant roster and everything's day one. Yeah. Like infinite. I think you could, even though Mike is saying people don't buy it for the campaign. I think, I, I, I mean, obviously that's true. Although I, I do think some people do enjoy the call of duty. I campaigns. mean, I enjoy the campaign, but I think like... you, you can put the multiplayer on game pass because you're still You're going to sell the battle passes and shit within the multiplayer anyway. So make that the most accessible point. Yeah, but as Mike was saying, you lose your leverage over Sony if that's if that's a goal of theirs. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, Sony does not want it on Game Pass. So what will Sony do for you to keep it off Game Pass? I do wonder with how vitriolic the, you know, the court cases and all of the energy is here. If, if you know, I them- don't even know that it's that vitriolic anymore. I mean, Jim Ryan openly said. This is not anti-competitive. Like he basically sided with the Microsoft merger. Well, publicly. I mean, at that point, I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, that's, well, yeah. that's a lie. I mean, it, it is, it isn't competitive or it isn't anti-competitive. So, I mean, he's, it's hard for him to like fully come out and be like, like, it's maybe a battle that he wants to fight for just moral standpoint. Um, But I mean, like Sony versus Xbox, though, I think there is still like vitriol in the sense of like, you know, they're taking Call of Duty away. That really fucks them. Uh, and so I do wonder if they've gotten to a point, I'm just saying in negotiation where, you know, Phil's like, listen, or whoever, you know, the big wigs at Microsoft are like, we can't really even bargain with them anymore. So like, fuck it. We're just going to burn them. I almost feel like 
because Sony got the 10-year Call of Duty deal, I almost feel like this isn't even really a loss for Sony. Any like it just doesn't really feel like that big of a loss. 10 years is it's a not. really long time. I know that Call of Duty is the biggest thing in the world right now, but 10 years from now, who fucking knows? I mean, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, Call of Duty is still probably going to be big a decade from from now, but it could there, anything could happen in the next decade. So I, I don't, I really don't know if Xbox won over Sony. Like this is a big acquisition for for Microsoft, but I don't know if Microsoft won over Sony specifically as much as many people think. I mean, do. every Call of Duty has had PlayStation exclusive shit. Yeah, um, constantly. Every season has had PlayStation exclusive shit. Like, and that Call end. of Duty has been in bed with PlayStation for the past like five years. So that will all be on Xbox now, which yeah. I, I mean, that's a win. But back to the question at hand. Uh, yeah, I kind of just want to see people competing. Like, Sony needs to do something. <laughs> like, obviously they will, but like, do something. Like, back to the Redfall conversation. Like, I think that game came in and everyone was just like we don't want to do this <laughs> and they just launched it because at that point it's like why not you don't want to do the stupid uh warner brothers cancel cat catwoman even though or batwoman even though it's already fucking done like just ship it who cares because ultimately no one was thinking about redfall until it was briefly mentioned because guess what Gollum exists so who cares yeah. anymore like no one's looking at redfall anymore and i'm pretty sure that's what you know microsoft said there's like just ship it if it sucks it sucks it's going to um and people won't be talking about it in like three months or four months or when starfield shows something like it it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because they have other things coming out like forza is going to come out is going to be forza so it's going to be good and competent and etc starfield looks like it's going to be pretty good so it does and, and we've said it before but it doesn't even matter if starfield is good it doesn't it's going matter to sell millions and millions of copies it's going it. to be a commercial success which is what microsoft cares about but yeah it's 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 less so i'm excited for what microsoft is going to do because i don't really care i do think like there will be an increase in quality control over blizzard I know, Paul, you said, like, it hasn't been that bad. Um, Warcraft 3 Reforged was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Um, and then Shadowlands was bad. And, you know, like, it, 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 was, it was going down. The graph was very much downhill when everything was going on. And, yeah, they, they kind of pulled it together a little. But, like, even Overwatch 2 has fumbled the bag. Um, Diablo 4 is, like, inches from it's fumbling the bag. <laughs> It is literally like it, they only have one hand on it anymore. It's it's falling because oh for my context, God. the patch notes uh, dropped today. So the patch are notes today look like a company that has never balanced a game before. <laughs> like, why are you? I'm sorry. This is a complete aside, but no, I need to talk not. about this really quick. <laughs> why are you taking seconds. every stat attached to weapons and equipment? and fluctuating stats on them by 30 to 60 percent that's not how you balance anything what is that <laughs> like i was talking to my friend today because he's like oh season comes out in a few days so theory crafters have time to like make builds for people who want to do the season i'm like yeah that's great but what the fuck do they do now because everything has been like <laughs> yeah. just 
the table has been flipped and I don't know why. And also they made grinding harder and uh, hell tides are pointless now. I don't know why you would ever do them. Nerfing a bunch of shit like day and night from previous patch to this patch. I'm just like, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? But um, yeah, so I'm really interested to see what Sony has has to say, what Sony has developing. That's what I want to see. I am I'm to the point of poking my stick into Sony and saying, show me something. Do something. Blizzard, you mean? No, Sony. I'm oh. excited to see what Sony will do in response to the, oh, the merger. Yeah, yeah. yeah because no, me too. at this point, I already know what Microsoft is going to do. Maybe WoW comes to Game Pass. Cool. All these things might come to Game Pass. Awesome. But like, I'm like, Sony, wake up. Yeah. Show me something. <laughs> yeah. Part of me thinks that the showcase had a lot of stuff removed from it because they were waiting for the outcome of this before they did a real I hope showcase. So, that showcase I wasn't it's, great. That's a little bit of copium <laughs> on, and on my part, probably. But there are there are some significant rumors of another showcase happening this year, and it would be hard to imagine that there wouldn't be because there, Sony has so much happening mm. in the background right now. I think now we're that we being unfair about. to Sony too. I mean, like, look at God of War release recently, which was massively successful. Spider Man's coming up. We had Forspoken, sure. which was like a huge win, and uh, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> I'm kidding. And Horizon Forbidden West. No, honestly, they've had a lot. I think they've just like released a ton of shit, um, and so it's kind of a little unfair now to be like, okay, what are you doing now? That's it's like fair. we just blew our load. Like we're kind of in the midst of doing <laughs> it. Spider Man's like their load about a year ago. Spider Man's it's... like the end of our like two year cycle of like releasing all of our shit. Yeah, but like they have other studios than Insomniac, so it's like I just want to know who they have working on what. I don't need I don't need footage. I just need like studio working on unannounced thing. Yeah, we really don't know. Big Last of Us multiplayer, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much that we don't know with Sony. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, it's just it's it's very much very quiet right now. Just interesting to imagine like two years ago being like, imagine saying we we we're, we're gonna be talking in two years about we need Sony to react to something big that Microsoft did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? In response to the the Hots thing, I it's I don't see it ever happening because why would they invest in a MOBA when they have Riot? Yeah, now, riots on Game Pass. So why would we care about a MOBA? Ha ha. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. That was a great discussion. We touched on many more things than just the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal, but that was that was good stuff. I think that we'll continue to probably talk about this as more comes out especially when we see how Microsoft is actually going to start shaping things at Blizzard if they do. I mean, I mean, it, it, it was funny how we always talked about when Blizzard itself was being acquired by Activision or when that merger was happening, we always talked about, well, when are we going to start seeing the effects of Activision on Blizzard? And I feel like it really happened slowly over time until they sort of became indistinguishable from each other. But it, it took a while, so I do wonder if the same sort of thing could happen here, but time will tell. All right, well, let's move on to Rank 'em Up. In Rank 'em Up, I give the panelists multiple sets of three different games, and they have to work together cooperatively to rank them in the correct order based on the criteria that I provide. All right, gentlemen, I need you guys for this first round to rank these based on the top Metacritic meta score 
from lowest to highest. Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. Asylum Knight City is my lowest to highest, I think. Your lowest to highest? Mm-hmm. But what do the critics say? Pretty sure City is the highest. I think so, too. Knight definitely isn't, but I think Knight might be higher than Asylum. God, that's Asylum was loved though, but I'm wondering if it, I'm wondering if it was more cult love than critic love at the time. No, no, it was critic no, love at I mean, the like, time too. I agree, but, but I mean, like to the degree of like you know beating out Knight. It's really Knight a question all that of, hype for years of a. Yeah, Knight was just not not as good. Super fair, but <laughs> it just like it was like the culmination of the trilogy. People were all like hyped up on Batman vibes, and they're like 190, fuck whatever, sure. Yeah, but it had like issues of the fact that like. It was one of the first games that you saw them reuse the entire, like, reuse everything. and you just Didn't work at all that. on PC, which doesn't mean bad yeah. reviews uh, usually, but uh, Batmobile sucked. People didn't like that. Hmm. I don't know. I, I like I like the idea of a side. I, I like the idea of City as top, but I just don't know if Night, if night beats out Asylum. Josh, you haven't, Josh, you have anything here? I've not a fucking clue. <laughs> I mean, given his his review of the Spider-Man combat, I was like, Josh has never played an arc. Yeah, game. I know. I was curious. That Josh was like, this is so novel. I was like, this is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rocksteady's bread and brother. <laughs> but it's Batman. Yeah. I'm willing to put Asylum at the bottom, I think. All right, sure. Fuck it. Let's do Asylum Night City. But I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I do truthfully believe that city's top. It's just I no, I agree with you on that. That was a that's a huge win. Yeah. All right. W so game. Asylum Night City. That's the uh, DLC for Cyberpunk. I was just gonna say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. The correct order is Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City. Close, close, close. We we had the right vibe, but yeah. Yeah. The scores were Arkham Knight, an 87 on PS4, Arkham Asylum, a 92 on Xbox oh. 360, yeah, and Arkham City, a 96 on yeah. PS3. Yeah. Game fucking oh, rock. Shit. The game was basically perfect. Like, if they ended the Arkham series there, I would have been like, that's fine. We're good. I need to play it because people keep saying, whenever I look at like best weather effects or best rain in games, yeah. oh, people great. keep saying Arkham City. It looks great yeah. on next gen day. consoles too. Looks or like next gen, whatever the fuck you want. Current gen consoles, it looks really fucking good. So I would recommend. Plus, it. you know, collectathon, get all the Riddler trophies. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all on Game Pass too. I think I own them all on PlayStation because I think I got a Perfect. bundle a long time ago. I started Arkham Asylum, didn't love it at the time, but we'll it's see. Slow. Maybe I'll go back. Yep. All right. So next round, rank these based on initial release date. From oldest to most recent, our favorite Where Was I When minigame. <laughs> All right, the games are as follows Monster Hunter World, God of War, the reboot, and Super Mario Odyssey. Shit. <laughs> you had to say the reboot, even though we all know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine Matt just gave it to us. The original God of War. I don't know. I think I think uh, Mario Odyssey came out before that. <laughs> Well, I know God game? of War 2018 because it was 20. So I know that much. Uh, third game was Mario Odyssey. And then the other one was uh, Monster, Monster Hunter World. Okay. Did World come out in 2017? I don't know why I felt like it. Yeah. Did, I also feel like yeah. I've read the date on Steam or something. And it said 17. Yeah, that seems right. And God of War is 2018. 
Odyssey, though, I haven't the slightest clue. I played it in, during COVID. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. It came out with the Switch. No, it didn't. It came Breath out the, the same year as Breath of the Wild. It came out the same year oh, as same Breath year? of the Wild. Yeah, sorry. Yes. It did come out the same year. Sorry, I think it was like a yes. launch. Um, so it did, did come Breath out. Wild come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017, same year. Right? It was 20, yeah, 2017. March 2017 was Switch. So where are we? Yeah, Fuck. Well, I, I think God of War is last. I think God of War is last. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God of War 2018 came well, out. No, I'm just after saying, like, I, I just feel like nothing, even if something turned out to be 2018, I think it was like earlier than, I think God of War was late 2018. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. World Odyssey War? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Fuck it. Let's do it. Oh. Why not? Let's we can hum and haw all day. We're not yeah. going to know. I love it. All right. These games came out within six months of each other. Yep. Of course they did. <laughs> The order is Super Mario Odyssey, Monster Hunter World, and God of War. Real close. So Real Super shit. Mario Odyssey, October 2017. Monster Hunter World, January 2018. January. And uh, God of War reboot, April 2018. Close. Damn. Detroit Damn. came out May, and Spider-Man was... September. August or September, yeah. So it was that was a, another really good year for PlayStation. Great year. 2018 was a big year for games. And then Red Dead came out, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. Control was the next, next year. year. Okay, but yeah, so. fucking Red Dead, Spider-Man, God of War, like Monster Hunter World. Get out of here, man. It's crazy. It was great. Switch just came out. Big wins for Sega. <laughs> yeah. All right, rank these based on the top Metacritic user score from lowest to highest. Fuck only knows. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 3, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Grand Theft Auto 5. Who Jesus the fuck Christ. knows? Who knows? My, 4, 5, 3 is my guess. That would be my guess as well, honestly. Is four, All five, right, three. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, just off I have rip. no idea. I because five like people just aren't crazy about four. Like let's be honest, people love three and five is loved, but it also gets a lot of shit because of shark cards and all that yada yada. I, and it's famous. It's just the most yeah. famous, so people are gonna go and bomb it for fun. I, but I'm I'm yeah. with it. I'm with four five three. Yep. Uh, I, four five three. I think it's actually the new developer for Halo, which is pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah. Just added some numbers. You reminded me of a Reddit post that I saw today on r slash Asmongold that was like <laughs> oh, no. Microsoft adding Activision Blizzard to um, a pile of dead developing studios and 343 was there. And one of the comments was like, 343 was the easiest win for Microsoft and they fumbled it. I'm like, in what world? <laughs> 343 <laughs> is terrible. What do you yep. mean? <laughs> All right. So the order is Grand Theft Auto 4. Grand Theft Auto 5 okay. and Grand Theft Auto 3. So the scores, <laughs> GTA 4 an 8.0 on Xbox 360. Wow. GTA 5 an 8.3 on PS3 and Xbox 360. And GTA 3 an 8.4 on PS2. Oh, and they might have did the same fucking thing, man. You're a, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Final round. Yep. Rank these based on initial release date from oldest to most recent. Dishonored, Borderlands 2, and Portal 2. Fuck off. God. <laughs> Dishonored's 2012. That's all I know. Okay. Great. There you go. Borderlands 2 <laughs> is like right around. These are all within yeah. fucking six months of each other again. We're fucked. 
We're, we're splitting ass. Four Orange 2 is like 2010, 2011, something like that. Maybe 2012. I don't think it's 2012. Was the first Borderlands 2010? Or yeah. I think okay. Borderlands 2 is 2011 or maybe early 12. Dishonored's 12. What the fuck was the other game? Um, Portal 2. Portal. Oh, I have no idea. Was that 2011? Mm-hmm. I think they're probably all they're probably all the right the same fucking year. Um, Portal 1, I think. I remember singing. I remember the song being really popular. I remember where I lived. Yep. I think it was like 2007. I remember it was in Rock Band. I think it was 2008. I know I lived. I know this is one of those where were you things, but I lived in the house I lived in, in high school. Yeah, it was it was in the orange box. Yep. So it had to have been pretty, yep. pretty old. But two took a while to come out, but I don't know how much of a while. If I had to just go based on my total ass pull gut <laughs> reaction, I'm saying Portal 2, Borderlands 2, Dishonored. Oh, God. That's so good because I agree with the Portal 2 in front, but I don't. No, yeah, I don't know if Dishonored's before Borderlands Two or not, though. Oh fuck, Josh! I was relying on you for that. I because I, I, I bought just... Borderlands Two on a deep Steam sale in late twenty in like Christmas twenty thirteen. So my thought is maybe it had been at least a year, but maybe a couple, maybe a year and a half, like a deep sale. I bought it when it came out, played for eight hours, and did like everything I do with every Borderlands game and quit because i just Classic. am not interested in them apparently yeah. i bought it with matt i got it for like i swear like 10 bucks or something on steam game sucks. Oh, that's the deal whoa it does not suck it does let's, not suck let's calm matt down. we spent three we had three joyful hours game trying sucks. to jump jump to that water tower from the top of that roof that yeah, was i did fun. wall jumping that's all i liked in it <laughs> so you know what fuck it paul i agree with you i i, I i'm <laughs> oh gonna be splitting God. hairs i don't know we got to commit to something. Mike, do you dissent? I might. What was, what was your guys' picks? Also, train. Yeah, train. Well, well, the train chugs by. My picks were... Um, I already forgot them. Uh, it was Portal <laughs> 2, Borderlands 2, and Dishonored, the first. Are we saying Portal 2 was like 2011? I think That's it's 2010, guess. maybe pushing 2011. Nah, it's Matt. It's definitely not two years apart you're right you're right yep <laughs> well then i don't fucking that's i'm just guessing complete up my ass i i agree i think portal 2 is 2011 sure let's say yeah I, the problem is i didn't play dishonored on release but i did play borderlands 2 which if you're saying dishonored came out in 2012 then the reason why i didn't play dishonored on release was because i was playing borderlands 2 Ooh, there you go that might that Ooh. might track did you get big into borderlands 2 yeah I like Borderlands and Borderlands 2, and then the pre-sequel came out, and it jumped the shark. Yep, I agree. All right, um, yeah, I feel like we're, we're saying Portal 2, Borderlands 2, Dishonored, and that's why Matt, uh, Mike couldn't play Dishonored. He was too busy with Handsome Jack. Yeah. Let's do it. You guys don't give me enough credit. These are 18 months apart here. Wow. Yeah. Are they each 18 months apart from each other, <laughs> no, or is no, the no. range Total. 18 months? All right, the order is... Portal 2, Borderlands 2, and Dishonored. So Portal 2, April 2011, Borderlands 2, September 2012, and Dishonored, October 2012. Jesus. That that actually tracks. Like Mike Mike felt like that was a safe bet because he was so busy playing Borderlands. And one month in, you definitely would have been 
stuck on Borderlands. Like you wouldn't have gotten over it at all. So there you go. Yeah, that really tracks. I That's just want it. the audience at home to know that Matt has been applying chapstick through this segment because he's lick, <laughs> he's licking his lips so much and salivating over us, just like fucking fumbling over ourselves. My lips are so chapped, dude. It is. It's disgusting. I'm not outing you. I'm just like I'm. I'm making a joke at how devious you are. And no, it's gross. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm not there. It's not. It's not that bad. We haven't kissed bad. in quite. Give some me a kiss. I mean, you could lick his lips and find out. <laughs> Give me mm. a kiss. All right, let's move on to the water cooler. We're gonna take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. I'll go first. I've been playing World of Warcraft retail. I uh, have not played any Final Fantasy 16 this week. I am not out on Final Fantasy 16. I just, like last week, I said I'm taking it slow. I'm fine continuing to take it slow. I reinstalled Final Fantasy 15 this week, though. I can tell you that much. I kind of want to just power through 16 at this point to get back to 15, <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. Like, it's, it's good. I just, I want more from it. I, I know that I want more RPG elements, but I, I want more exploration. Those are two things that I definitely know that I want more of from it, but it just feels like, a, like the production value is so high. The visuals are so good. The voice acting is so good. The story is so complex and deep and so good. Matt, you're but not mentioning more. the one selling factor of the game, and I think this is why you're not obsessed with it right now. What is it? You don't give a fuck about, you're not like a combat obsessive, and people, the big selling factor mm. of this game is this insane combat, I think. Here, the thing about the combat. Josh is, Josh is nodding. <laughs> the thing about the combat in Final Fantasy 16 is that it's also very divisive, and I I am in the camp where I find it kind of boring, and there's the camp that really fucking loves it and thinks it's really good, and I can totally. The thing is, like, I'm in one side of this where I I do think it's boring, but I totally understand the people who think it's good. The problem is I think it's probably better once you beat the game and unlock the the higher difficulty because it just feels too easy for me. So I, I don't know. I think that's part of it. The combat is it's 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 not the weird thing is there's so much going on. You're pressing so many buttons because you have so many things on cooldown, you have so many abilities, but at the same time it feels so formulaic. That's the problem. Every fight's the same. The, the enemy variety is really bad, to be quite honest. Like, enemies may look different, but they really, they all do the same shit. Boss fights are really fun, but a lot of the combat is super repetitive. And I wouldn't care as much if there was a reason to go explore stuff. Because when you're going out and exploring in the world in Final Fantasy 16, you also end up getting into new combat scenarios. But the the combat, to me, is not very fun. So that also takes away from the exploration for me. So I think the game is so was so close to being really really amazing, but it's just missing some things. And for me, number 1 it would have been adding reasons to explore and RPG elements. Give me some more things that I can do with my character. But other than that, like I do think it's good and I'm going to finish it. It's just it leaves me wanting and I don't like that. But back to Retail WoW, which has highly engaging combat. Tab target. I, uh, I'm almost level 68 on my path. <laughs> Josh is laughing at that. 
almost level 68 on my paladin. So I have a little bit of a rant here, and I won't go too deep into it. But I am, guys, I'm disappointed. And, and I want to know if you share the sentiment. I am big on, I mean, I love the dungeons in WoW. Like, I'm, I'm huge on that. That's one of my favorite things about World of Warcraft is the dungeons because they're so well done. I go into the first dungeon in Dragonflight, which is called Ruby Life Pools. And this is the laziest fucking dungeon that Blizzard has ever made. It's short. It takes place in an existing area in the overworld. So they just copy paste the entire area and make that the fucking dungeon. It's three boss fights. They're all easy and uninteresting. And there's just no fucking effort put into this dungeon. I can't believe that this was in the launch of the expansion and not just like some shit that they added in a patch as an extra thing that they could say that they added. Like, I can't believe that this is the first opening dungeon in the, in the expansion. Those are supposed to be dungeons that showcase the, the visuals of the, of the new expansion, the new enemies, new story shit. Like it's supposed to be interesting. I, I couldn't believe how fucking disappointed I was by the first dungeon in Dragonflight. And that's, Ruby life pools. I don't know. What did, what did, and, and the, the thing is Dragonflight has so few dungeons to begin with. So I was actually going to jump in on that just quickly to say, I haven't done that dungeon yet. Um, but I mentioned this, you were ranting, uh, to us on discord and I mentioned yeah. it to Rachel, uh, who'd played more dis Dragonflight than I have so far. And she, I was like, Oh, Matt said this, the dungeons suck in Dragonflight that he's done so far. And she said, did he, what's it? Ruby life pools. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. There's, I think there's only three leveling dungeons in Dragonflight, and one of them is Ruby Life Pools, which is, frankly, it's offensive. Like, I'm, I can't believe that they thought that they could get away with that. That is, it, it's fucking offensive. Josh, you're smirking a little bit. What are your thoughts on Ruby Life Pools? It's universally fucking hated. Oh, okay. It is, well, that's good. It is horrible. Uh, no one likes it. In Mythic Pluses, it's still to this day like, not as bad, but still miserably overtuned. Uh, people just hate it, and yeah, it's nothing to look at. The only reason people do it is because it's fast. It's short. There's nothing. It's like it's like Maw of Souls, but completely uninteresting. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm with you. You, you mentioned it, and I'm like, it, they have such a horrible, horrible, or they've done a horrible job of the introduction experience in Dragonflight. I thought Waking Shores leading into that dungeon was just not that great. Kind of uninteresting, uh, but yeah, it's interesting you ran into that too because I was like, this is just kind of shit. Well, I was thinking about it th th after I ranted you guys on Discord about it. I was thinking that night, I'm like, well, there's also like Violet Hold, which is very it's seriously lacking creativity, which is this, just that dungeon in Dalaran where you get like three, three or four bosses. But then I was thinking like, at least in that one, they focused on interesting boss fights and they you would get random ones so like every run was going to be different so i don't know it's it's contained in one small area but at least you're still getting interesting fights and i just felt like this was really unimpressive so moving on a little bit i have been very slow to warm up to dragon riding <laughs> i have to be very i honest. knew you were gonna say it i was waiting for it so as of right now, <laughs> I don't love it. I would so much rather be able to just fly around normally. So I'm going around and collecting a lot of those tokens. I forget what they're called, but it's like the little or glyphs. The dragon or, glyphs. Yeah. 
you, I use up my vigor to like get to a little ledge on a mountain. I wait another fucking two minutes while they refresh, then go up to the next part of the mountain. This isn't the experience. I'm telling you, you get read a guide, get all the glyphs, and then it's amazing, and your leveling experience is fantastic. If you don't do that, it sucks, and you go up a mountain and you wait like two minutes for your vigor to respawn. It sucks. You have to get them all. It feels bad that I am often using my regular ground my regular ground mount just because it's going to be quicker to get to a shorter distance because I'm out of vigor on my flying mount or whatever because I just turned something in or whatever. It just it feels bad not being able to use it all the time. I don't know how they could have rushed that initial experience with it. It doesn't it just feels weirdly punishing. Like it doesn't feel like immersive like I'm training my fucking dragon or anything. It just feels like I'm like I'm held back, which is yeah. I just got the the fifth one. Like I just unlocked that before the show. So I I now have five little vigor circles. So I have an that's extra good. one. So that's good. I have all of the glyphs in the first two zones and then some in the third one. I think Azure Span is the yep. is the third zone. So I'm in I'm in there. I'm about to hit sixty eight. I think I'm like Paul, I'm ahead because I was initially doing side quests. I'm not doing side quests anymore. I'm just doing the main quest. I'll go back and do the other ones later, I guess. Although it doesn't scale unless it when you hit 70, they scale up. I don't know. Does the do the other zones scale up to 70 once you hit 70? Or is it is the Waking Shores always going to be like level 61 shit? It'll be 70 once you get 70. Okay. It scales up. Interesting how they did it this time. I, it's kind of weird, but better maybe because it's a more linear path, which I kind of like in my MMO. I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, it's dragon riding. I'm slow to enjoying it. I will say, initially, when I first wrote these notes for the show, I was like, I fucking hate dragon, dragon riding. I am so out on it. I don't like it at all. It is getting better. I will say that. It's getting better. I don't love it, but it's getting better. It's too slow. Like, you shouldn't have to look up a guide um, and then spend two hours flying around the entire, all the zones you're not even ever going to go to yet for like, you know, days um, just to get all the glyphs for it to feel good. It feels awesome for me now. I love dragon riding. I have six vigor. I almost never run out. I'm, I can fly across the entire continent. No problem. But it took me like two hours, like following weird guides on my second monitor. And it's like, that should just yeah. kind of be something that naturally progresses as you level through the expansion it's so weird that that's even I, and, and that kind of is a thing i guess that is a thing like once you get to a new zone you can get all those glyphs but ah fuck it <laughs> just give it to you right away it makes it fun i was doing the second monitor thing with like waypoints for tom tom but then i just downloaded the add-on the, the tomcat tours where it just marks it on your map for you which has been really handy so when dragonflake got announced and they were showcasing some stuff and everyone was like, oh, wow, they just took all of that from Guild Wars because that's what Dragon Mountain is. Right. They apparently took the acquisition questing and everything else from Guild Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you literally have to do all of that in Guild Wars to like get your Dragon Mount, essentially. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> also, like your rant about... uh ruby life pulls i i feel like i have to like give a subtle like wink from guild wars 2 as well because like they had dungeons did raids and now they're doing strikes and strikes are just boss fights from 
they're just boss fights of pre-used fights like they they're just uh, upscaled fights that are more interesting and are faster because people just want fast content and i'm okay with that like if it's an interesting boss fight i'm okay with that what i don't like is that what wow is known for which is dungeons and raids yeah. and they just use an existing location in the game but make it instance like that was really that that really fucking angered me to be to be honest also kind of immersion like the dragon glyphs i know it's it's immersion i know but collecting the glyphs it's weird it's like these spyro coins out in the world like it's just weird it just feels strange to me also like as far as the the main quest that i'm doing i'm not interested in the story i'm i'm paul with with diablo 4 with the story right now i'm so uninterested in it the dragons and wow never did much for me i will say because of that i enjoyed the second zone a lot with all the centaur clans i didn't pay attention much to the story but the aesthetics of it i liked so much more than waking shores or azure span like i really like the aesthetics of the second zone i i I enjoyed it a lot but that's where i'm at with retail wow i'm I'm gonna hit 70 this week i assume i mean I'm, i'm about to hit 68 and then I'll do some grind some dungeons out, do some heroics, and maybe check out LFR. So we'll see how things go. That was a lot. I, I took a, just a couple notes and really spread it out there. So I'm sorry that I got into so much detail. But Josh, I know you're playing a lot of WoW. Let's go to you next. What have you been playing this week? Let's dive in. Why not? Uh, so yeah, I will piggyback off of WoW real quick just to uh, briefly talk on it. I've done a little bit of leveling, yada, yada. Jumped around... Geared up a few different things. Geared up a Devastation Evoker. That was a lot of fun. The rotation is interesting. It makes sense now, the gameplay style. It's basically just a caster, but you hold and aim. It really it doesn't slow down the gameplay too much. It all fits and flows pretty well. The damage it does is nice. But overall, it's just it's not enough to really hold me, hold me. I think if I could maybe make the Drakthir a big swole dragon, I'd probably yeah. like it a little more. I just, like, like w- look, we love femboys, but I don't want to be a femboy dragon. <laughs> like, and that's just that's just what I am, and I just it, the the appeal just isn't for me. Uh, and I just I can't really get all that into it, unfortunately. But it is it is pretty fun to play. Uh, that said, I have been playing the Warlock, maining it quite a bit. Dove into a little bit of LFR. Uh, I've been doing quite a bit of just side stuff just to get caught up with Dragonflight and kind of just be just a collectathon like slut to be honest i've just been trying to gear and grab as much as i can i've been doing a little bit of achievement racing just play just playing it real casual but it's been a lot of fun got the green fire as i mentioned in the peak that was uh that was really fun and engaging the story was really cool it was nice to go back to black temple and uh kind of flesh out like class story i i really wish they would do more of that because it was so unique like something like that for a paladin would be just fantastic but yeah, that's uh, that's really been it for a while. Favi and I played a little bit of Classic, but that really wasn't much to write home about. It was just Wrath Classic. I uh, leveled a Warlock there. He leveled a, a Hunter. So we were just beating the hell out of things. Uh, we're in Ghostlands right now, but I don't know how much more we're going to do that. That was about it for a while, though. Your point to dragon riding, by the way, uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Anytime I have to go get my glyphs if I'm making a new character, the biggest pain in the, pain in the ass is the road to get to my glyph trainer in Waking Shores. I have to fly up the side of the mountain, get there, stop, and then wait a little while, and then get back up there again. 
before I can train it and it goes way faster. Like it, I promise you it gets great. Like you won't like regular mount and Orgrimmar feels like shit now because of how efficient dragon riding is. Uh, but I promise you, yeah, you're initially, I don't blame you. It's just like, Jesus, this is more cumbersome than it is worth it. So let me, I just want to clarify what you just said. So I was, a, so glyphs are account bound, but you have to go to the person to be able to redeem the points basically. Pretty much. There's no talent tree baked into your UI. You have to go spend well, them at a yeah, person. Yeah, they are. I just made a new, I made a Drakthir the other day. Is it because I made a Drakthir? I made a Drakthir, um, didn't go through any of Dragonflight and just like clicked on the little blue thing that gives you all your yeah, renown that's and what stuff. I and then I just made a, and then I just picked all my talents. I already had all my glyphs in. Oh my fucking you just been, God. You just been, you just been doing it wrong, bro. I'm just an idiot. God okay, so damn. I, I thought that was an alt character thing, but yeah, so you can, yeah, yeah you just click and it should. It should like flash it when you get the points to when you have enough points to spend. Yeah, Damn. and you and, and you get all your yeah, and you and you keep you get oh them all goodness. between alts too. Yeah, I'm getting rusty, say, boys. What? This isn't classic WoW. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm getting fucking rusty. They have oh, some I modern game design. It was, right? Everything's I swear a countdown nowadays. Like this at the beginning of the expansion, and that's why I got caught up in it. I swear, I'm not crazy. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it was. Uh no, I'm probably crazy. <laughs> no, but so other than WoW, uh I've been playing Returnal again. Uh oh, nice. I beat the first area boss. I did it on my first run through cuz you know, just take a 3 month break, come back and or however long it was, take a month break, come back, beat the shit out of the boss and then get into the next area. The next area is really cool. It's really open Mars almost. I felt like I stepped into Doom. Uh, it's just a, the world they're building is kind of unique. It's fun. Not really a whole lot else to say on it. The game didn't really change a whole lot when I got to the new area. Uh, it was funny, though. Mike mentioned the save point before the boss. I got the save point before the boss, finally. Immediately killed the boss. Uh, so, fuck me, right. I guess. <laughs> and I've also played Final Fantasy sixteen. That's been fun. I haven't really dove into it enough to really give it a full overarching thought up up to this point the combat is flashy and fun i personally like that it, it feels like i'm just an anime superhero i i enjoy that there's a little bit of power fantasy there for me it's taking a little bit of getting used to still but i'm it's just like getting into a mode like it was with spider-man i just had to start to feel it kind of get a you know timing down it, it just you know it takes some time to really understand and get it but now that i do uh, it's been a lot of fun i did so i did get the pet uh, or the dog, Torgal. Yeah. I basically just attach the skill that lets Torgal uh, do his own thing. Like, oh, I cool. don't control his abilities. I just said, I can't be bothered to tell this dog to do shit. Like, you you do what you need to do and the computer makes it make sense, and I'm going to focus on my combos so I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, I don't know how that works exactly. I literally never give him commands, but he'll still attack every once in a while any, anyway, and I've used... I have tried to use the heal from him, but I don't notice any actual effect on my health bar. So I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm, I'd am i have to play it more to really see if it has a huge impact. I've noticed him attacking, but honestly, you do so much of the lion's share of the damage that it, yeah. I feel like it just doesn't really matter. Like, you're at the end of the day, you're the hero, and the game, I mean, I think makes that happen. Torgal really is kind of a non-factor, I think. Yeah, that's why I think it's weird overall that your party members will like come in and do like a last minute attack or they'll like attack every 30 seconds. It feels like it's very weird. Like they, 
they almost don't need to be there, which is very not Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's 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 a little strange in that way, but I'll have to see what else kind of comes up. I, I like the story up to this point. One thing I do not like, Lorath's voice was already getting on my nerves in Diablo <laughs> 4. Oh, no. When that motherfucker popped up in fucking Final Fantasy 16 as Sid, I was like, God fucking it, damn it. Time to turn the volume up. Make sure the subtitles are on because Mr. Gravel for fucking throat <laughs> is here talking again. Like, I just, it was cool for Diablo. I was fine with it as a choice. Sid, fucking throw Matt Mercer in the bitch. Let him run it. And it would have been <laughs> 10 times fucking better. Like, Sid sounds like he's 84. He looks like he's 35. <laughs> like, make it make sense, my guy. But yeah, other than that, having a pretty good time with it. Yeah, the voice doesn't totally match the look of the character in Final Fantasy, but I I will admit I love his voice so much. And it, what's so funny is obviously going from Diablo 4 to Final Fantasy right away, like he's in it. And then I just watched a trailer for the creator yesterday and he's in that too. Like he's, in, he's fucking feasting right now. But Mike, let's go to you next. Real quick. Josh, how far are you in Returnal? Uh so I basically got to the second area but never found the boss. I think I got got by some crazy fucking enemies. I didn't know what they were. And then turned it off. Yeah, I've turned it <laughs> off. Okay. So you don't have to redo the first boss. You can just go straight to that area. Okay, cool. That's, you can that's... if you want to, but like the boss is there, but you don't, the gate will be open. I can go to the Crimson Gateway and just haul ass there. Yeah. Word. Cool. Yeah. I figured you weren't that far because your reaction so far has been um, mid- so <laughs> we'll see. Nah, <laughs> there's no we'll see. It's, it's, nah. Um. All right. So what have I been playing? I've been playing some games. Honkai Star Rail every day because you know God do my dailies. Wow. And one point two is coming out, so that's gonna be cool. And then I'm trying to open my Steam and I'm struggling to find my Steam. I've been playing not Elden Ring. I actually haven't touched it. I don't know if I'm ever going to again. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, played some Dark Souls, which you probably saw on SFG. Yeah. I have beaten Dark Souls, so I have now uninstalled Dark Souls, and I am very happy. Do not have that on my hard drive anymore. All for a bit. All for a bit. It was a good bit. That was a really good episode. Of Dark Souls. Does, do you continue? Are you in future episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there until he beats the, the Four Kings. Okay, good. Oh, well, he... He he did not beat him. He did not. It was close, right? I just said that it like was fucking close. Tommy Wiseau. He did not. <laughs> it was close. I did not he, hit uh, them. He forgot to continue attacking and yeah, was pissing yeah. me off because I was watching while he was recording and not talking. And yeah, this is some behind the scenes knowledge. I was in the recording session. How else was I going to do this? So it's for our viewers. Um, so yeah, I was watching him after I had died, not attack the boss and just like screaming internally, <laughs> please attack the boss. Just attack. It doesn't matter because the boss does like no damage if you're up close unless he grabs you. So I played a little bit of Dark Souls 2, a little bit of Dark Souls 3, um, and then I stopped touching anything Souls-related because I am tired of Souls games. Um, they are exhausting, and I know. Um, so I started playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, nice. which is completely different. 
Yeah. And oh my God, there are moments where I feel like I'm playing Sonic 06 and I love it. It's <laughs> great. Like sitting there and like there's cheesy music playing and we're just I'm just reading dialogue because there's no voice acting over some of the some of the longer uh, dialogue bits with like side characters like not not main characters everything else is like basically a lot of it is voice acted but some of the side quests they'll have you just like sitting there um and just clicking a button and reading uh and it feels very sonic 06 especially like moving around the town like it feels like a polished sonic 06 (laughs) (laughs) with with some of the like movement around town but it's fun it's good uh lots of good humor um i mean it's very cheesy cheesy like anime level humor which is fine i'm i'm down with it it plays like you're playing like a shogun but the main character is 40 it's very weird <laughs> the main character is also an idiot it's very so, self-aware you know. though right yes extremely self-aware like to a t self-aware main character's name is ichiban and he is made fun of repeatedly uh because his name <laughs> means number one because Ichi is one and Bon, I think, is number. I have no idea. It's very silly. I also I, I put it on Japanese voice acting, and the main character is voiced by Berserk, and I just I went back to English. I'm sure he's doing a great job. I just I think the issue is like I've watched like Ko play some of this, and in my head, the English voice actor is how Ichiban sounds. So when I hear something else, I'm just like, hmm, that's not him. Also, like, there's a lot of cutscenes. I think, like, in the first hour, I watched 45 minutes of (laughs) cutscenes. And having them in English allows me, with my wireless headphones, to go get a drink and still know what's going on. (laughs) I got up, like, for when I had Japanese on, and I just, like, walked away. I was just like, shit, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) This is a problem. (laughs) whatever so turn them back off but it's good you know i'm on chapter four so i just left the tutorial i think it really has that like persona five feel where like the tutorial is 20 hours but um i feel like i'm now like just like on my own and just doing what i want to do they keep like adding more stuff like i just unlocked the karaoke bar which is going to be hilarious but like yeah now i'm just like roaming and it's a good time How's the how's how's the turn-based combat? Does it feel good? Is it snappy? Is it quick? It's quick enough. It has an auto battle function that you can turn on. I haven't turned it on because I don't really care. Turn-based doesn't bother me for the most part, even if it was like slow. It is a little finicky. I'll say not really finicky. It has an interesting mechanic in that while you're choosing your abilities, you're like the location. Uh, and relative position of yourself to the enemies matter so like say you want to fight a guy that is like behind two other guys if you just try to go and attack him because you're just like oh i just need a basic attack kill him you most likely will get blocked by the other two and they'll hit you oh okay so it's really weird in that like you have to be spatially aware but you can't control where your characters are walking around so they kind of just like meander like everyone just kind of meanders like it's like a brawl outside like everyone's just like posturing up and then you send your guy to go do something um the abilities are over the top they're hilarious i mean the game is just like hey you and all of your friends are losers (laughs) 
congratulations. Go get in brawls on the street. Ichiban's an ex Yakuza who has he has like no life experience other than being a Yakuza and he can't get a job. He gets a job as like a janitor and some other shit. You have an ex cop and you have a homeless guy. <laughs> the homeless guy, like one of his attacks is to take like a uh, birdseed and throw it at the enemy and have pigeons attack them. Like it, it's just silly. It's super stupid, but I love it. It it takes the Yakuza formula and like does something different with it, which is nice, but like keeps that like, hi, I'm silly as fuck. I know I am on the side quests because I watched this happen where you go to the, uh, the baby place where like people want to be, treated like babies uh and you fight like businessmen in diapers um i know i'm there <laughs> i'm on that side quest and i am not excited for it. <laughs> i mean it's funny but also just like unnerving but yeah it's good mini games are fun great game it's my chill game because my um my extremely nerve-wracking uh giving me heart issues game is um valorant because oh. I hate myself. I recently just like decided fuck it and would finish my placements in Valorant. And I haven't played Valorant in, since Harbor came out, which was two agents ago. So that's that's quite a while. That's like six episodes. I was silver back in the day. Um, they placed me in iron and um it hurts my brain <laughs> to watch my teammates do things like I'm not saying like I'm a God Valorant gamer because I'm not. But like I'm sitting watching site with with an op and my breach or my, my brimstone decides to put smoke on the site. I don't know why, because the other team just walked through the smoke and planted and I couldn't see anything. And then I died. I'm just like, why, why would you do that? Or earlier today, I was playing KJ, which is now my main, and I was covering flank because on attack, that's what I do is I cover flank and lurk, and I'm covering like A main, and my sage walls off A main, leaving me on the outside of sight, and then they get attacked from A short, and I'm like, I can't get in. <laughs> why did you block me out? Like you didn't need to. I had flank. Um, so it's a lot of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had a game earlier where um we were playing attack and no one everyone refused to get on site. Like we would get to the door that leads to site and we would just stand there and wait for them to come to us. I'm like, no, just go on site. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we waiting? We spent like an entire attack game. Just in basically in spawn. I'm just like, what what are we doing? Time to climb those ranks. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I climbed one rank today. So I'm almost in bronze. But um I've been watching a guy on YouTube that I guess I'll give a shout out to. Uh his name is Wahujin. Uh he is a he's not a pro, he's a coach. But he's like a radiant player. Um and he offers free coaching. If you join his discord, follow the rules for getting the free coaching, which requires like, you know, being at his streams and whatnot, um, and then being at least gold. So I'd like to get gold and then submit a VOD for him to review because his VOD reviews are funny and informative. Oh, yeah. 
he refers to it as consensual bullying. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, fine. I'm here for it. Whatever. Because like I, I like the game of Valorant. He describes it as a solved game because it's kind of it kind of is. You can't treat Valorant like other shooters because you're not just out there trying to frag. Like you, you want to frag out, but at the at the end of the day, you want to just play numbers, right? You you want to s- situate yourselves. It's kind of like Siege, in which you want to situate yourselves in positions that give you advantages in possible gunfights, right? And he like explains how like aim matters, but also doesn't like aim will help you. But if you aren't like this mad twitch aim freak that can nail headshots from like 50 meters out in less than, you know, half a second, like it doesn't really matter because as long as you're putting yourself in like states of advantageous gunfights and positions, then you should frag out regardless, Um, which I've learned a lot. And I followed his tutorials and my aim has gotten better. And as someone who is 30 years old, that feels good (laughs) (laughs) to know that I can retrain in that way. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to start playing Valorant and unfortunately I'm in the ranks that don't actually play Valorant. They play, um, (laughs) everyone's kind of running around. It's, it's like going to play soccer, but you're all second graders. It's like, Oh no, I want to play actual soccer. (laughs) Like that's where I'm at. And it's really sad because like I try to practice certain roles. Like I tried to practice controller. So Omen with smokes and I'd be like, okay, where are we going? And then no one responds and everyone on attack just like splits off. I have no idea where, which site we're hitting. And I'm playing on Haven, which has three sites, which is super annoying. So I'm just like, okay, I don't know where to smoke because I don't know where anyone's going. I don't know how to help anyone. No one's talking. This is awful. The one time in which we like grouped up for a C push, I smoked C. I was like, these are pretty good smokes, I think. We'll find out as we get onto C site. We pushed halfway to C, and then everyone turned around and ran to A. And I was like, where are we going? (laughs) Also, I wasted all of my utility. Like, what is going on? (laughs) I had to switch off. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot people. Like, if I'm going to rank up out of iron and bronze and silver, I just have to shoot people. Once I get to silver, then we can start like worrying about mechanics yeah just the game. force your way to it yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i've had some good games i've had some bad games i've had some frustrating games but overall i'm enjoying it and hopefully uh by next week i will be in bronze if not higher fingers crossed very good before we move on from you real quick yes or no do you think that i would like like a dragon i don't know that's not one of the options. I have to think. I have to think. No, you got to say it's either yes or no. If you're even on the fence a little bit, it's probably no. What's What's your favorite anime? Bad question. He hates anime. Digimon. <laughs> Pokemon. Okay, then probably not. Maybe not. Okay. I would say probably not. Paul, what'd you play this week? I just want to say yes. I think you would like like a dragon. Oh, <laughs> it's just goofy and like like I enjoyed it, and it's goofy and like I think you might get kind of like you might enjoy like the tongue in cheek, weird kind of overly bad anime plot that yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Like yeah, because it doesn't take itself seriously. I think yeah. that's what I would be mm-hmm. okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd like it, and the humor isn't like 
they don't have like people falling over with like a big teardrop above their head or like a sweat drop <laughs> above their head. So it's like that. And I think no. like, that's the anime humor that like you can't do. Right. The humor I had yesterday was uh, I encountered a flasher and then <laughs> he actually turned out to be a Sujimon. Which is what? It's like a it's like a it's like a Pokemon. I got to meet a <laughs> Sujimon professor and he was just like, hey, collect these Sujimon in your Sujidex. It's um <laughs> suspicious individuals that make you jittery or something. It, it it, it's something <laughs> so about weird. like Hold on. I now I have to look it up. Sujimon, what does it stand for? What does it stand for? That's not helpful either, because that's like the actual definition. What did I play this week, Matt? You asked. Great <laughs> yeah, question. I love y'all, but man, man, this podcast is running. So let me let me for the sake of brevity go over what I played. Um, because it's a lot of stuff I've played before. So they're not super exciting. I play, I played some retail wow. I hit 70 uh, last week. I don't know. Thursday, Friday um, was painfully easy, which is fine. It's it's not supposed to be difficult. And then it happened as I do like a weird accidental Trump. It, it happened. I didn't want it to. I hit 70 and I went, "Eh, I don't care anymore. I'm going to make another character. Oh God. I just don't care. Once there isn't an XP bar at the bottom, I just don't care. Like I just, I did it. I beat the game. I know, I know, and that's so I did so that I'm not done because I I did already start using that logic on myself this weekend. Um so I'm definitely re I'm trying to reconfigure and rewire my brain that my XP is like getting my eye level up. So I'm not done. It's just it's going to take a rewire. Um so I did make <laughs> I did make some other characters and goofed around, but like honestly I just kind of want to keep playing my hunter. I just need to like I just don't I just don't want to do like renowned quests. Like I just don't care about doing quests right now, but I also don't know how to break into dungeons at max level. And all I read on Reddit are like people doing key 25 key. And no, I'm like, no, no, no. You don't, I don't even know what the fuck that do means. All. I don't even understand what that means. I want to go normal. <laughs> the mythic plus stuff is the alternative to raiding. It is another form of the, the very end game. But I don't even think I'm ready to raid. So like, no, I don't know what I'm not. ready what to you, do. What you need to do is run <laughs> regular dungeons. Or like a heroic or something. Well, I don't know if you can queue for heroics yet. You might need a certain <laughs> well, level. To fair get. enough. I think I bought some gear on the auction house and my eye level is like decent now. It's like 360, 360. Like I think it's enough to get into some You're shit. Gonna, you'll play with me at max yeah, level. We'll, we'll, we'll do play. We'll do some stuff. I'm 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 not done. I'm not done. Okay. But it did it did hit me where I wasn't like there was all these like new end game quests and like fucking features like showed up on my screen. I was yeah. like I don't want to do like any of that. But I'll do like I'll do dungeons. <laughs> okay. Um you know, I'll do that. I'll do stuff that I understand. And then and then I'll probably pick the rest up. I think I just need to just You need just to get don't into know. It. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm a little, I'm a little intimidated, I think, but I'm, I'm willing to learn. I, I am. We'll figure it out together. Oh, it's adorable. So yeah, perfect. I love it. Um, but yeah, I hit 70. That was cool. Uh, first time, well, not first time I've hit max in a while, but I, I don't think I hit max in Shadowlands. I got really close and I just didn't care. Um, but I did in all the other expansions. Yeah. So that's cool. Wow. It's cool. I made some alts. It was fun. I fucking love dragon riding as we discussed. It's not like a game changer. Like it's one of those, it's like driving a manual transmission car uh, after (laughs) driving automatic. Yeah. Like for a normal person, right? It's like, oh, at first it's like kind of intimidating and difficult. 
and then you get good at it and it's kind of fun. Like it's like, oh, this is like more interesting and like, but then at a certain point it just becomes driving a car and you, you don't think about that it's different. And so that's kind of what's happening right now where it's like, it was really, really cool and I can rev up better than I can on my regular mount um, with my CVT on my, on Hogress Swine of Fortune. But ultimately, uh, yeah, it's just, it just becomes the same thing. So it's cool. Um, I'm excited for them to eventually add it to everywhere in the game. I will probably be doing it instead of regular mounts most of the time, but it's like not, it's not changing the world for me, but I, I will say there is something nice about, um, when I, when I mount up, uh, I went back to like Stormwind to fuck around and I got on my normal mount and it, I felt, I felt like consistently more quick. Like my pickup was quicker. Yeah. Like I'd get on the mount and I'd just be like, shoom, off to the races. But I definitely do notice that I don't ever hit that like 900% that you can hit on the regular mount. Like as much as in a short distance, I think I go quicker in the regular mount, the regular flying mount that like, just like flying across a whole city or something. I, I, I don't, I, I miss that. But then on the flip side too, you can like leap up into the air and leap down. But I think that's kind of more of a, a workaround. I think no clipping through the air is faster in short distances, like with the regular mounts. But uh, I do like that soaring across the sky. And I think that's mostly going to come in handy when we look at like Kalimdor and Eastern Kingdoms and all these things. And I'm excited for this Kalimdor cup thing, oh, yeah. uh, which is coming, even though I know it's like, I think it's like instanced or phased in some way because I know they didn't add it to the actual oh, continents yeah. yet. But I think it's like, you know, testing the, the limits. And I'm excited to fly through some of my favorite areas. Um, even if it's like in this weird jank way. So that'll be cool. But yeah, that's my main takeaway from WoW. Only other thing is I came back to Red Dead 2 after a while. Got into playing Red Dead Online, uh, as we discussed last episode, I believe, with Matt and our and our friend of the show, Spencer. And we were having a great time. But, uh, you know, I just I kind of this weekend got the vibe. You know, why not play the real thing? You know, why not play the story? Um, went online, looked a couple of just just like doing some Reddit reading spoiled more of the story for myself oh god like i've just it's totally spoiled at this point like i i knew the main twist but now i even know like how the twist comes to be which is like i kind of want i thought it was going to be like this big abrupt thing and now it's like not it's this whole like i'm trying i don't want to like overtly spoil it just in case because i think i i because i was one of those people who thought i'd never play the game so i didn't give a shit about spoilers then i i regret it now so i'm I'm gonna (laughs) hold that back for people i'm still going to really enjoy it and i think in some ways i'm going to enjoy what a lot of people enjoy in the second playthrough which is like kind of seeing some of the foreshadowing and like and like feeling the enjoying then savoring the moments in certain ways because i know how it's going to turn out yeah so i get to kind of enjoy what some people said with like they was with their second experience where they kind of knew it was coming but i still wish i never knew it was coming (laughs) but what are you going to do so um i'm almost done the third chapter which is still crazy early but definitely nearing the end of, uh, I think what is like, like the, the placid time. Um, and then I kind of, well, cause part of what it got me going was cause I read this stuff and then people were like, you know, shit's really going to ramp up in chapter four or five, six. That's like, like the story really becomes like, sh- like one of those kind of stories where it's like, you're not going to want to run around and do other stuff. Cause like, it's kind of like times of the essence stuff's happening. So I was like, Oh shit. Well, I'm kind of excited for that to kick off. So that was kind of nice because it is I love the story, but it's also slow going. And sometimes if I don't want to do like open world stuff, I'm like, how long is it going to take me to like do a couple story quests? Because even if I don't go in wanting to do open world stuff, I just end up walking through St. Denis and getting a haircut and like talking to people <laughs> on the street because I can't. It's so immersive that even if so it's like yeah. even if I don't want to play an open world game where I just fuck around, 
I can't not do it when I play the game. So anyway, it's cool. I'm, I'm getting to the end of three. Um, and I'm really excited for the rest of the story. Um, I'm, I think it's going to be bomb. I'm, it's still one of my favorite games. It's so good. It's so good. It's crazy. Keep playing. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing. And that's, it's, I'm, I, I'm proud of myself. I, I started in like February, March, March, I think right around my birthday. And I've, uh, I've fallen off for like a month at a time here and there or months at a time. And I, I've come back. So I'm still, and not I had enough, to, not enough time has ever passed where I'm like, I don't remember what's happening. I don't know where I am. So even if it takes me like a year, I'm going to keep kind of consistently chipping away at this because it, it, it is a long story. Yeah. Just imagine like it's a really long Western novel or Western series or something. Seriously. Yeah. And it, it does take me to, you know, to come back a little bit because it can be a bit draining just because it's so immersive and it can be really emotional too, but I'm sure it's going to really get that way soon. But uh, yeah, anyway, that, that's kind of it for me. I just played some wow. And then I got back into red dead too. And and that's where she wrote. I, I, but the only other thing uh, is just a hori- uh, on the horizon game for me, getting a real hankering to play um, Life is Strange Remastered. I bought it during the Christmas sale, and I think I keep teasing it, but this is like around the time of the year when I played it the first time, mm-hmm. and I loved it so much. And I'm just getting the feeling for like walking around and chatting and like yeah. having that experience. So might happen. Might have to get into a little sappy phase here. All right, well, let's move on to segment that hasn't been on a long, in a long time. This is audience questions. In audience questions, we address audience questions, comments, or concerns. We take the questions at gamegroups at gmail.com. You can add us on Twitter, or most notably, you can ask on the community Discord in the audience questions channel. And this one does come from the Discord. This is from Derek versus the world. If you could travel back in time with any current or upcoming game, and show it to your 12-year-old self and blow your mind, what would it be? Derek says, mine would be Skate 4. So I'll answer this first. So looking back, when I was 12, that would have been, Jesus Christ, almost 20 years ago. So, I mean, if you had shown me WoW at that time, I still probably, I was nearing that age but it would have blown my mind but but honestly this just goes back to what paul was just talking about with red dead 2 he was playing that red dead online like if you showed me that at 12 i mean last week we we talked about how i said call of duty 2 sold me an xbox 360 because i didn't think games could look better than that if you showed me red dead 2 as a 12 year old i would think that you're like somehow playing like a video of real life but you're like interacting with it i wouldn't understand probably that it was video game graphics because it it's so photorealistic that obviously or anything decent on one of the vr systems i think that would just blow me away i mean if you're if you're thinking about 20 years ago the visuals that you see on a vr system even though they're they're typically lower quality because they have to you know it's got to be able to run on vr that looks far better than the best graphics 20 years ago. So like that would blow my mind. Obviously I would say VR. That's, that's my choice here. VR, anything VR would blow my mind. Can I jump in real quick? Cause I have the exact same answer. So I'll just get it over with. Yeah, sure. I was 12 when wow came out. So I mean, it's tough. I can't say wow. Cause I'd seen it. Um, and that was the best of it. Like I saw the best bit, I think. So that was awesome. 
Um, but I, I just wanted to say I had the exact same thought. It's Red Dead Two. I mean, the game looks real, and and even parts that don't look real. The it's it's that it's that negative space that that landscape. It's fucking wild. I think you were uh, the other day. Um, Rachel's mom came downstairs and was like, um, said something about the show we're watching. We were playing Red Dead Two. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is a video game, and she's like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's wild. So yeah, easily that it looks like a season of Yellowstone. I remember. It was during college, but I was home playing it over the summer. I was playing Dishonored. My dad was like, why does that guy not look like a human? Because they're like weirdly proportioned. Uncanny. He was like, this game doesn't look very good. And I was like, you don't get it, dad. It's stylized. Like it's just, It looks good. It's supposed to look like that. He's like, it doesn't look real. doesn't look like <laughs> Mario. What the hell is this? Yeah. It's not a phase, dad. Yeah. Mike, what would blow your mind? What would you take back? When I was 12, WoW came out. But another game also came out. Spider-Man 2. Pizza time. See, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat of like, if I showed 12-year-old me like any modern game, I don't know that I would know what I was even really looking at. Yeah. So like, it's kind of hard. I think if you showed me like Halo Infinite and then if I showed myself Halo Infinite and I was just like, yeah, no one plays this, I would be like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> Halo <laughs> yeah. 2 also came out. I'd be like, what What do you mean? Yeah. But also like if you showed me Spider-Man 2, like if you showed me like Miles Morales or Spider-Man PS4 or Spider-Man 2 that's coming out, I'd be like, Where, where's pizza time? Why did they make it worse? <laughs> But yeah, uh, my my real answer is um, like Half-Life Alex would probably be different enough that I'd be like, whoa, that's super cool. But also like I would kind of know what I'm looking at yeah, because it's not like crazy graphics, weird looking shit. Like I, I, w- I would know like, oh, wow. So this is how you play games. And then I'd be like, yeah, no one plays games like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you showing me? <laughs> You mentioning Halo Infinite and like taking that back 20 years is is hilarious to me because it, it feels like one of those playground rumors like Halo 3 came out and you're like, dude, I hear the next game is <laughs> they're calling it Halo Infinite. <laughs> like it just sounds like one of yeah. those kind of things like, like you read about it in like a Japanese magazine or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, before yeah. it came to America. It's got an open world and you can like make your own levels and what shit. What the it's fuck, crazy. dude? There's no way. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mario's even in it and like fucking it's crazy. Josh, what about you? Uh keeping it easy, baby. Battlefield four. Uh, uh I mean uh. when I was like that age, like whatever, twelve, like I a hundred percent was still playing shooters like on the PlayStation two. Or like just starting out on the 360, whatever it was, you show me a shooter with like 64 people, uh, buildings and shit collapsing, like crazy ass jets. That would have blown my goddamn mind. Uh, and it did. Battlefield 4 lived up to it. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Or you could show your 12 year old self Battlebit remastered, and you were you would be like, "What the fuck happened to video games? Why are they? Why do they look stroke. like this?" <laughs> show yourself the new Battlefield, but from Matt's computer, where no one was holding guns; they were just walking around with <laughs> yeah. in, invisible guns shooting at each other. What the twenty forty two? We've advanced so far technologically yeah. that we're just AI holding a weapon. Yeah, in real life, this is actually how the army is now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, gaslight your childhood self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a special shout-out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout-out to anything 
or anyone, I did that backwards this time, of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why it's lucky someone is getting this attention. Mike, your special shout out. Uh, special honorary shout out to the Sega logo that loads up every time I load up Yakuza because it makes it brings me joy. Um, but also a uh, special shout out to my favorite Sujimon so far, the Piss Wizard. The Piss Wizard. Yes. And <laughs> yes. while you were, I used to dance under that name in in uh, college. <laughs> while someone was talking before in the chat, you copy pasted what it actually stands for. What this the Sujimon thing? So what is it? Sujimon are monsters of men that make you super jittery. Super jittery men or Sujimon. Sujimon. <laughs> Thank you. Josh, your special shout out. We're giving it to the random group of dudes I played Rocket League with for like three hours yesterday. Wow. Like, I mean, we just queued up. I don't know how many games it was, but they were the homies. We didn't add, no one added anybody after it. We were just like, what an experience. None of us were toxic. We were all happy to play and. We split and went our different ways, like in, in Final Fantasy, like in Fast and Furious. And uh, that was that. It was a beautiful little moment. It was a lot of fun. That's something that I don't like from nowadays. Like, I, I'm glad that you had fun. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is like back in the day, we would have all added each other and played more games with each other. But nowadays, it's like you get into a lobby with someone, you have a really good time. And then you're just like, well, I'll never fucking see you again. So enjoy your life. Pretty much. <laughs> Paul, your special shout out. Special shout out to uh, my good buddy, Arthur Morgan. I'm pretty sure he might need to start taking some vitamin C, maybe some emergency soon or something like that. Uh, So, you know, might have to take him by the drugstore. Maybe at some point. Yeah. You read too far ahead. I did. (laughs) A special shout out to the quest writers for World of Warcraft. I'm sure the quest text is perfectly serviceable, but I just click accept and complete as quickly as possible. So sorry about that. But the question is, do you skip those cinematics? Something about it, like I can't skip them, but I don't actually watch wow. them. I watch every single one. Skip it the second the button comes up. <laughs> I watch whatever else is on my other screen, but I you don't, don't even. Why don't you skip it? You don't even watch it <laughs> because part of me is like, I still need to experience. Blizzard it. might know. Blizzard might know. And plus, if it gets cool, if a cool moment happens, you can like like quickly yeah, scan Blizzard. over. Yeah, They might know, and I can't. They might know you skipped yeah. it. Like, hey, yeah, you've been playing for almost 20 years, but you little bitch, you skipped the last <laughs> Dragonflight cinematic. You're out. Yeah, I can't let them think less of me. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups, where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. Someday you can make us as rich as Microsoft and we can buy Activision Blizzard from them. The $3 plus tier gets you access to the show two days early, though. So you have that. A special shout out to the honorary groups, though, supporting us in the $5 plus tier. Andre D, Cole T, Derek versus the world, James B, James S, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It all helps. Make sure to check out Spotify, 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 Pudding. Hello, Jen. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Sorry, I was just 
I, you're I, doing I, an NPC thing. I trained an NPC to ask people to to go on and give us Spotify ratings, and that's what Thank happened. <laughs> Thanks for that. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of the content where you'll find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, game reviews, and more on the website. You're also going to find a link to the community Discord where you can hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, and chat with all of us on a daily basis. But before we get out of here, guys, do we have any final thoughts? Damn, Josh, I really thought you were going to say something. Turkey in the straw. Ha ha ha. That'll do it for us here today. Turkey in the hay. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. (laughs) Take care, everyone.